0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: So, David, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good, actually. I am. I got a little bit of a headache today, but, you know, one must carry on. The show must go on. It must. It absolutely must. So, a uh, little bit of house cleaning first. Housekeeping, I guess you would say. Um, for some reason, which we're still not aware of, Scott Wilsey's show here in the uh Stoplight Network, pocket Size podcast was uh rejected from Apple's iTunes podcast directory. Yeah,
2: it's kind of a weird one. Um <clears throat> and this is yeah, this is not like um you know, he's he's he put it up there new and all of a sudden they decided they didn't like it. I mean, it's been, been up there for ages. Yeah. Uh, and now it's gone. So uh I mean the the the, the issue is these things are Automated processes, so it could be a glitch, it could be a complaint, it could be something, you know. I think I'm it's sure. a,
1: I think it's a glitch somewhere.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I saw the email
1: that he got from Apple saying his submission was rejected. Um, I think a server somewhere crashed and some email bounced, and I don't know, I don't know what it yeah. is, but something happened and it's gone. uh But if you already subscribed to it through iTunes,
2: it updates. It'll give you the new episodes. Well, yeah, because iTunes effectively is just acting as a directory broker, isn't it? It's not actually distributing the podcasts themselves.
1: And you could still get it as part of uh, Attack of the Spotlight, or Stoplight Network. Um, Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) I'm saying nothing. that's That's a feed that you know, if you like Tech Fan and you like some of the other shows in the network and you don't want to subscribe to each one individually, you can subscribe to Attack of the Stoplight Network in iTunes or Podcatcher or whatever. And you can get all the shows. Um, you know, it's not a la carte at that point, but you're going to get everything. And trust me, that's... You're gonna see a new show almost every day if you
0: yeah, subscribe. Absolutely, yeah.
2: That's that's a that's a, a delectable feast of podcasting goodness, that one. Absolutely. So um yeah, so Scott's still doing it.
1: He's he's working through the problems and hopefully
2: it'll get taken care of very quickly. I mean the upside of course is that as you say, it doesn't affect his existing listener base. That would really suck if they suddenly thought the show show is gone. But um what it what it will do is obviously limit his opportunity to pulling new listeners mm-hmm. uh, until it's been resolved. So hopefully it will happen soon. Something else we started two weeks ago,
1: David, we didn't even mention on last week's show, for shame on us. We have a new website. Yep. It is techfanpodcast.com. Of course, we're, you know, uh, I own com, so I've always been posting the shows there. But I thought that was a little... uh What's the word I'm looking for? It it cut us a little short, you know what I mean? I wanted something for this show, specifically.
2: Yeah, and we are a, you know, I mean we're not we're not the MyMac show, um. So it makes sense for us to have a, a place on the internet that's not directly um, underneath MyMac.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's why I created the site. <laughs> yeah, TechFan dot com was already taken, um. And that's fine. Uh, TechFan Podcast is groovy. So I put a site up. It literally took me one day. Not even a full day. And I copied every one of our show notes and all the graphics that I had posted up at my Mac. So every single episode of TechFan can be found at TechFanPodcast.com So you did did this with iWeb, yeah? I I absolutely (laughs) did, yes. No. Um, If you want to send us feedback, the easiest way to do that now is to go to TechFanPodcast.com Dot com, and click the contact us button and when you do so you just fill out the form right there hit post comment and
2: uh, it'll come right to us can I can I also make to anyone who does go to the site make it absolutely clear that that kind of um, haloish like glow that's around me in the picture on the front page I have that in real life that's you, not a, you do. a special effect yeah
1: absolutely there was these Julie made me change it there's this picture of me up there which is an okay picture uh, it's recent anyways I don't have a a beard and a mustache like I do in almost all my other pictures because I don't have a beard or a mustache anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had these uh, these shadows underneath my ears. And she said, it, it looks like you're wearing dark women pearl earrings. So I had to go in and Photoshop underneath my ears a little bit to get rid of these shadows. Um, but no, Dave is absolutely right. When you see him in person, it, it's quite uh, jarring. You see this glow around him. Um okay. You know, it, it's it's it's
2: because cool. I'm it's because I'm English. Something's <laughs> something's got to compensate for the bad teeth, and that's what it is. <laughs> You're terrible, dude. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no,
1: I, I you know, I'm I'm quite proud. Sorry, I'm quite proud of uh, the fact that we have our own website, David. Excellent, yeah. I'm I'm very I'm very pleased with it, and yeah. you know, over time it can expand. To include things that's not necessarily, you know, just show notes and links for the podcast. Wait, we should we should maybe blog on there a little. I'm thinking, you know, m- m- that might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, David. I don't really have time to blog. And I know your time is limited as well. <laughs> but still, you know, I don't even think you have an account on that site yet, do you? Or did I give you one? Yeah, you, you gave me an account, yeah. Okay. I made you an administrator, right? You did. Good. So you can I have it absolute
0: power. I have power. Uh,
1: by the way, when you post a picture, use it as a feature image. Okay. And it shows up the way it does up there. But, right, okay. no, I'm, I'm happy about the site. You know, you can uh, click the Contact Us page. You can click Subscribe, and it'll give you some options. Uh, there's an About Us page. Did it, what did I put on About Us? Anyways, dude. let me click it see. Oh, it's just a, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a it history. Yeah, a little bit of a history. Uh, but really it 's a way to find the show on the internet. easier than just going to my Mac because let 's be honest, our stuff gets lost at my mac we you If you go to the main page, you see maybe two episodes, but there 's so much content yeah. at my Mac that it just kind of disappears, and I wanted a site that you know is all about techfan and i we will blog some stuff up there i promise yeah um there's also when you go up there you 'll see this uh banner. It's a little square banner on the right-hand side of the page. It says, a support tech fan, click Amazon and buy something. So please, if you go to Amazon and buy stuff, and who the hell doesn't go to Amazon and buy stuff? Instead of going directly to Amazon first, go to techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com, either one of those will work, and click the Amazon button, and then it just brings you to the main Amazon page. Then you buy whatever you're going to buy, it's not gonna cost you a dime extra, but we'll get a little taste. Amazon'll cut us a check and send us some money, um, a percentage of whatever you buy. So if you're gonna buy a lot of stuff, obviously, please k- click through that banner first, and uh, cool. we'd really appreciate it. It it will help us pay all the oh just the, the bandwidth costs of of producing all these different shows, David. It gets expensive.
2: I can imagine so. Mm-hmm. So let's
1: jump right into uh, some content, shall we? Sure. Actually, one more thing. Our uh, Villa Park store for Max Specialist got broken into last night. What's the damage? Uh, some glass. Um, they broke the uh, cash box on, in the uh, drawer. Yeah, there, did there they still, I think? Uh, There's a couple of pennies and crap. We'd just change. Everything else is, of course, in a safe, and all the computers are locked up safely. But uh, it's, it's irritating, you know? It's just irritating. The times we live in, unfortunately yeah 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 um the uh guys over at uh that do the max specialist podcast they uh they got a new logo in fact max specialist themselves has a new logo It was pretty cool we had this uh we've had an idea that we want to change our logo for a long time yeah and we had this online competition and uh i think it was oh jeez 375 bucks cash prize Cool. And uh, had hundreds of submissions, and we picked the winner, and we incorporated that with the, the font we liked for the text, and voila, we have a new
2: logo. Now, how far away was the winner from where you are? Is that, are they I believe it was Indonesia. You see, that's, that's the amazing thing about the times we live in, really. Isn't it? It's crazy. That you can have a worldwide competition anytime you want. Yep. It's extremely cool. It's a nice logo. I like it. Yeah,
1: I like it a lot too. Uh, it's, it's very very, ver-
2: very uh, clean and modern.
1: It is, and it's also versatile. We can use just the mark instead of the whole where it says Max Specialist. We can use just that mark as well on T-shirts and stuff like that. And that's yeah. exactly what they are doing with the uh, with the Max Specialist podcast. So it looks clean. It's nice. It's modern, and it's made me think that maybe we should think about getting our own new logo at TechFan, David. Well, we'll do the same thing. Have a competition. I don't have three hundred seventy-five bucks. Maybe we come up with something else.
2: Well, the sites that do this signed autograph photo of each of us—that's worth millions.
1: (laughs) I don't know. If anybody out there's a graphic designer, and you think, you know, what this stupid TF that Tim's been using for a long time, because he was too lazy to come up with anything more clever, I could do a better job than that. We're all about it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, send us, uh, send us your artwork. And, and, if... and, and
2: yeah, I, I mean, here, I'll, I'll give you a promise now because I have loads and loads of tech stuff. You know, I'm a big eBay hoarder and stuff like that. So uh, whichever one we select, I don't care where you are, I will send you something.
1: There you go. I will as well.
2: Yeah? Yep, I'll send something. Right? Don't, no promises of it being new or useful, but it will be something and it will be free.
1: That's right. And what <laughs> more could you possibly want? You know, I was looking, my wife, I, I said this last week, she's selling stuff up on Facebook. Yeah. So I've been going through items. Um, she she had traded someone, my old Garmin GPS unit, it's a standalone. Yeah. For a Nintendo DS something, DS, so I, she, I don't know, something. She took, she took something of yours and got something for the kids. Yeah, actually, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. We've already got two DSIs. But this one was for Brittany, who's going to Washington, D.C. for a parade, which I'll be driving to as well. And uh, she wanted some games to play, so Julie thought, oh, what the heck, we're not using this GPS. The problem was I couldn't find the damn cradle for it. And without the cradle, it's useless, because that's what charges it. It's got the suction cup to hold it. That's where you Uh, put the power plug. Um, And it took me two days. It was in the trunk of my car. I went through every box in my basement looking for and, this. But the
2: thing is, when you were looking for it, did you have that thing where you could visualize actually seeing it in your hand, and so you knew it was around there somewhere? But I you did. That's where it is. But, yeah. but
1: the only reason I found it, I, I finally sat down instead of just blindly looking for it. On the second day, I sat down. I said, "Okay, the last time I used it, I was doing stuff for uh, Otherworld Computing. I was driving the Honda Accord." I stopped using it because of the GPS on my iPhone 3GS at the time. Um, because the maps there was much more updated. Yeah, I remember bringing the Garmin in, but I left the cradle in the car for the longest time. And I thought, you know, if I would have brought it in the house, I would have put it right next to the Garmin unit itself, because I wouldn't want them. You know, with one's useless without the other. Yeah. So I said, I bet it's still in the car, but I know it's not inside the car where I sit. And it's not in the center console of the glove box. I'm in those enough that I would have noticed it. I said, I bet it's in that little tiny box in the uh, in the <laughs> trunk where I keep my cleaning
2: supplies. And sure enough, there's where it was. I find it very amusing that, that like, like me, you have a box in the trunk full of stuff because I have a little box in the. Trunk, the trunk of my car that yep. has bits and pieces in, you know, a raincoat and yep. cleaning stuff, flashlight. And, and yeah, and the, and there is normally a couple of charges and cables and stuff it's, like that. It's in also
1: it. where I keep my external USB Samsung DVR. It's just you just it's a small one, and it actually works with the MacBook Air. So instead of having to go out and buy, you know, the the Apple Super Drive, which costs like a hundred bucks. I got this little $30 Samsung that just sits in the trunk of my car most of the time and it works great.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know why it's in the trunk of my car, but it it's there. <laughs> I, I don't know why I leave it there. Yeah. It's one of those uh mysteries. But because I was looking all over for this cradle in the basement, I found a bunch of other stuff that I'm giving uh Julie to sell. And uh like a whole bunch of old Star Wars books. Some not yeah. very old. I just I'm not I'm if I want to go back and read them, I'm just going to read them on my iPad or my Kindle.
2: Yeah, this is this is the thing, isn't it? I, I mean, we've just redecorated our living room, and we threw a whole load of books away. It killed me, but we could, literally couldn't find anyone who wanted them. No yeah. charity shops, no second-hand bookstores or anything were taking books, so we ended up um, putting them in, like, in like kind of a charity book bag thing. But um, I have a whole load of... Uh, my thing was Star Trek, so I have a whole load of the uh, big format Star Trek books like the Encyclopedia and the, the making of all the different series and everything. And, you know, I really I really did sort of kind of have a dilemma about whether I should try and move them on um, on eBay or something or, or keep them, because I, I really don't go back and look at them anymore. And like you say, any time you do, then you're going to go and try and find it on the Kindle store.
1: Yeah, because it's just so much more convenient.
2: Yeah. I... I, I...
1: I'm a true believer on ebooks now. I really am. They're just fantastic.
2: Oh, well, last night, we, I, my wife and I went to a concert. And we went to a bookstore. She'd seen this science book about the life of period, of the periodic table. It's kind of like a chemistry uh, book, but it, you know, it kind of they, they build a story around the elements. And she thought I, I might like it, and when she described to me, I said, yeah, sure. We went and found it in the store, but then I pulled out my iPhone. And I said, well, it's, it's a quarter of the price on, on Kindle, so I'll get it yeah. on Kindle. Absolutely. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah.
2: And I do find myself buying books on Kindle
1: rather than uh, the iBook store. They just have yeah. such a better selection.
2: Well, well, exactly. But of course, isn't that ironic? I saw a post by John Gruber on Daring Fireball this morning where he um, he uh, Amazon recently reported some results and Jeff Bezos basically said that 16% of all of the top books that Amazon sell are exclusively available only in the Kindle store. So that's the only way you can buy these books. And uh, uh, John and John kind of pointed out, says, isn't it funny that, that Amazon's put themselves in that position and yet it's Apple and the book publishers who are being investigated by the Department of Justice for collusion and price-fixing on books?
1: <laughs> I, it's kind of... Uh... Yeah, but when you're the big kid on the block like Apple is now,
2: you know, um, they, they don't get bigger than Amazon in, in books, and yet they seem to have been given a pass by the government.
1: Yeah. I just sent you a link. Uh, let me uh, put this in the show notes, so I'll I'll include this. If you want to find this, go to techfanpodcast.com. You'll find the link there. Uh, it's called Pixel of Ink, and it's free and bargain Kindle books. It's a website that what they do is they... I found this uh, initially on Facebook, which works for me because I check Facebook you know, three or four times a day. Yeah. And uh, when they post something new, boom, there it is. I I follow it through on uh, Facebook. But you don't have to be a Facebook member. It's a website. It's called pixelofink.com. Spelled just the way it sounds. P-I-X-E-L-O-F-I-N-K.com. And again, uh, com, and you'll find a link directly to it. Um, what they do is they find the best deals on a whole plethora of plethora, sorry, of ebooks on Amazon. They used to do it for, uh, what's the other one? For the Nook. Barnes & Noble. Uh, Noble. Yeah, but nobody yeah. was paying attention to it, so they've pretty much, it's just Kindle now.
2: Yeah, that, that guy eBayed his Nook, and so there's nobody left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who bought it doesn't okay. have an internet connection, so he's <laughs> screwed.
1: Um, but I tell you what, man, there is just a ton of free books on Amazon mm. to read and it's impossible to find them. It's just impossible. I don't know how these people do it, but they always have stuff for free that I'm interested in. My, my queue right now on my Kindle <laughs> is probably 30 books. I'm not even kidding. It's, I'm not even kidding.
2: And uh, they've, also got a, they've also got a daily email, so they can actually have this emailed to you uh, which I think I might sign up for right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fantastic
2: service. Yeah, uh, looks like they have an RSS feed, uh, an email, email, Facebook, on Twitter. City. We of... can get, you can get it sent directly to your Kindle. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can they can just send the uh, the actual thing direct to your Kindle as a Kindle page, which is even cooler. So every time they update, they'll come to your Kindle as a Kindle page. So, I'm uh, all over this. I I, it, I, I tell you what. I think I get a
1: book from here, even if it's just mildly interesting. What? It's free. What the hell? Yeah. It takes almost no space on your Kindle or your iPad, or your iPhone for that matter. I I just grab it. You know, who cares if I read it now or if I read
2: it a year from now? It's free. But doesn't, doesn't your iPad get heavier the more Kindle books you have on it? It does.
1: It absolutely does. <laughs> it's starting to make my, my backpack feel a little heavier in the morning. <laughs> Like, right now, there's one up here that I'm going to grab. It's called City of the Falling Sky. Uh, When Sekri Seven Stars is forced out of his village by the greedy Endron Corporation and relocated to the daunting metropolis of Skyfall City, he harbors resentment for the company and vows to get them back one day by taking away his home, his school, and his friends. Yeah, why not? It could be good. Absolutely, why not?
2: You stuck on a plane flight somewhere. I mean, that's that's what we always used to do. You were going on a plane flight, and you went to the bookstore at the airport, and you just picked up the one that looked like it had a, a, a mildly interesting story or a decent cover or something like that, and you didn't really care whether it was any good or not. It was just to pass the time. In the time it took you to say that, David, I just sent it to my iPad.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, Amazon is doing a fantastic job. Now, yeah. whether they're they're the true monopoly and Apple isn't, I don't know. Hon- well, honestly, it. I don't really care. I don't I don't really care. Um no. you you can't argue with value. And yes, a lot of these free books are going to be crap, sure. But that's true whether you pay for them or you get them free. I mean, that's just the way it well, is.
2: Not only that. I mean, you I mean, you can you can you, you can't make the assumption just because a book's free that it's rubbish. Because um you know, every great author, every popular author every uh well-known author published their first book and you know that first book you know when i guarantee you when uh jk rowling took uh, the first harry potter book and got it published people were buying that thinking oh this looks like uh, it might be lame but let's give it a try i mean all of those everybody starts so just because a book is free that doesn't mean it's gonna be rubbish
1: that's right absolutely i totally agree and i just i think you're probably the same way i love reading yeah i love it I love, I like reading more than I like watching television or movies
2: it's interesting the most you part. say that Yeah, I was listening to a review on the podcast earlier on today of um, the second series of Game of Thrones which is not something I've either read um, and certainly haven't watched and I, I thought to myself you know what I'm never going to get around to watching that TV series I could download it I could buy it off uh, iTunes or anything I'm never going to get around to it but you know what I probably will read the books uh, Game of Thrones
1: yeah it's, it's fantastic yeah yeah, I'm about three episodes behind right now, and a couple guys at work are pissed off at me because they keep wanting to talk about it, and I'm behind. But, yeah, you know, I, only so many yeah. hours in the day. Uh, let's. Uh, so there you go. There's a, a really good link for you guys, Pixel of Ink. Um, if you've got an iPhone, an iPad, or a Kindle, and let's be honest, if you're listening to this show, you've got at least one of those things. And even if you don't, Kindle does have a cloud reader that allows you to read Kindle books in your web browser now. Yep. And it syncs with your mobile devices, so if you're on page twenty on the on the cloud service and you go to your your iPad or your Kindle, it picks up right where you left off. It's awesome. And that,
2: yeah, and they also have an application as well for the Mac or for the PC. Yeah. or Android. It's, it's, or it's great. It's great. Pretty much, pretty much any device out there at the moment has got a uh, Kindle reader. So, yep. so if
1: you guys know of any uh, websites out there that link to free Kindle books like this. Let us know. I'll pass it along. And, of course, I'm interested myself because, hey, free is better than paid, right? <laughs> Always. Always. So uh, we'll be right back, and uh, we've got some topics.
2: Hey, uh, Kevin. So I think we released two episode number twos of the Mac Specialist podcast. Do you think that's going to be a problem for people out there?
1: Uh, I didn't even know we did that.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I'm assuming that somebody can figure out that, like, the second number two is actually number three. Oh, the better number two. Right, is number three. You know
1: what it is? You know what it is? We recorded number three, but it was better than number two. So we're just going to replace number two with the new number two.
2: Ah, so
1: does that mean the next one is going to be number three or number four? It depends on how good it is.
2: Because it could be the new number, two.
1: Well, no, it could be good enough to step all the way to, like, five.
2: Oh, good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this show's going to be good enough to be number five.
1: I think so, too, and uh, you know why? Because uh, we got a special guest coming on.
2: Ooh, special guests. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pretty right. exciting stuff.
1: We're, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you who it is. You're just going to have to listen to the Mac Specialist Podcast. All right, enough about free books, David. Although, you know...
2: There's worse thing that we could talk about. Um, where do you want to start? Uh let's talk about um Samsung and their um wake up campaign. Uh, this is just embarrassing. What is Samsung <laughs> thinking about? You know what? I I have just yesterday and the day before I was down in London for a a, a trade show for a security conference. Um, now that I have this security qualification, I have to go to these things regularly to keep my accreditation up by keeping sure. up with the latest movements. So, and I was I must admit, I, and the last trade show I was at was uh, the last big trade show I was at was VMworld uh, in Las Vegas last year. But before that, um, it was probably Macworld. Um, and maybe I have a, a slightly skewed view because of that. But I kind of thought the whole booth babe thing was done.
1: Oh, I mentioned this on uh, the MyMac podcast during the Macworld Expo.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, is in, let me tell you, in this security space, it's not only done, it's not only not done, but it's kind of gone out of control. I mean, I was, I was i was pretty much mortified by some of the tactics some of the companies who are selling security products and this is this this is a show for enterprise security people this is not you know um, virus world or something like that right. this is you know these are there were big companies like um you know like symantec and norton and um, webroot and you know all the big names so, far, so all the big names in in security software were there uh, and a lot of big enterprise companies as well and a lot of them were you know using these Scantily clad girls walking around handing out, uh, you know, um, flyers and and bits and pieces. And and also quite a lot of other bizarre marketing techniques. And I just wonder whether the, you know, marketing and PR has kind of lost its way a little bit. And and certainly this Samsung thing seems to be the same kind of deal. uh,
1: I'm not a fan of Samsung. Uh, But by the same token, I don't dislike them. But this whole wake-up thing is just embarrassing. So what they did, I believe it was in the UK as well, Uh, they actually hired people to protest in front of an Apple store wearing black t-shirts with white text that say, Wake up, with this great big bus that says, Wake up. And it's basically berating people for buying an iPhone when you could get a Samsung device instead it's embarrassingly bad
2: i i think negative marketing always has to be done very well if you if it wants to be successful because you know it's all you you're going to turn off a certain percentage of the target market straight away just by being negative um and this just isn't even clever you know uh, i mean it's playing into that kind of that ridiculous trope that everybody who buys an Apple product is some sort of brainwashed zombie. Which just isn't it you know what? You could make that argument ten, fifteen years ago when you know, when the company was was, you know, on its knees and really it was only the absolute, you know, rabid faithful who were keeping it alive. That's my, where that...
1: Yeah, I'm putting my hand up right now. <laughs>
2: well, you know, I that I wasn't that guy because I wasn't into Max back then. But you know, I am I I'm a fan now I won't I won't make any bones about it but the point is is that Apple cannot be can't be selling millions of devices a quarter to people who've just been kind of brainwashed by clever marketing you know people are finding a value in these things and just you know trying to trying to dumb it down to oh you you are a zombie you should buy <laughs> you should buy a Samsung I mean these just
1: I find it I, ironic really that bad. Samsung's idea of creating new products, is basically taking something Apple's done, slapping side the copier, and hitting copy. Uh, they don't come up with anything new themselves, and yet they're telling other people to wake up?
2: Well, look, I think I think you always, when it comes to advertising, you always need to remember that, that basically the company paying for the advertising has approved an idea that a, a creative company came up with. It's not like Samsung themselves came up with this idea. Oh, but they approved it. But they approved it, and, and, you know, who knows how bad it could have been. There was five ideas on the table, and they just kind of, this was the best of the lot, and they just went downhill from there. Who the heck knows?
1: I will say this. You know. Shame on you, Samsung. This is deplorable. This is this is terrible.
2: But like, to, to me, what I don't understand is it doesn't seem to follow the rules of marketing, because it doesn't actually tell you. What the product they're advertising is?
1: Well, they don't even make it look like it is an advertise. They make it look like it's yeah, they legitimate. Yeah, it make like a protest. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, it's I, I mean, that's that's in bad taste right away because yeah. you know, and there's plenty of horrible, horrible things in the world that people legitimately protest for. And, and you know, in places like Bahrain and Syria, people are dying for the right to protest at the moment. So to try and hijack that movement to uh, to peddle electronics is, is pretty tacky, right to begin with
1: it's it's pretty disgusting i'm i'm ashamed of them
2: now let's I'm i mean let, let's for kind them. Of, yeah, let's kind of spin it around would this would knowing something like that would this put you off buying a samsung product even if they had something really good
1: oh yeah absolutely
2: yeah yep yeah me too, me too. I, I would
1: i would think that the, this is just a scummy move
2: yeah so um alright so so here's another prize if you have a Samsung product if you smash it up with a hammer on video and send me the video I'll send you something else
1: (laughs) there's a deal that's a deal right there I'm trying to think what I have of Samsung it seems like I've got something that's Samsung and I don't remember what it was now
2: I, yeah, I have. I mean, let's face it. It's such a big company that sells
0: so sure, many absolutely. Things that,
2: you know, you've probably got TVs or. Oh, on. you know,
1: I, I've got my Slight very tees. first.
2: My very first
1: uh, HD TV was a Samsung, which we still use. Occasionally, it's it's in the office, hooked up to old video game systems that my daughter plays. Time to get the hammer out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really heavy TV. It's like 180 pounds. I I smell a YouTube video. <laughs> mm. Um. I was think this. This made me think about the latest episode of geekiest show ever, which uh, I own still, but I don't. I don't do that show anymore. I just don't have the time, and I love the concept. If I do say so myself, uh, you were one of the original geekiest show ever hosts. I really
2: miss doing that, to be honest. I do as well. Unfortunately, you know, what, I only have time to do this every week. I, don't, I just don't have time to do anything else. I, I really wish I did. I'm, Cause i I'm in the same I boat.
1: All right. But, that being said, I'm glad the show is continuing. Yeah. And uh, the new hosts are Mark and he, Mark Greentree. And Mark does uh, Not Another Mac Podcast. And his uh, co-host for this geeky show ever is Kevin Adler. Or, yeah, Adler. And they do a great job. I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, they have a wide range of topics. They've gone from everything from... Um, uh, I, this is huge. They'll, they'll talk about like Office Space. They'll talk about Al- James Bond. Alternative,
2: yeah, alternative history books. They're looking at here. Yeah. Um,
1: they. Uh, he's Mark's mentioned me a few times because I know Mark listens to Tech Fan, and he talked about the uh, the PS Vita, and he came to pretty much the same conclusion I did. In fact, I just posted something up on uh, uh, Twitter last night about the Vita. I said I was looking at the upcoming game releases and. There's been no new Vita games for two weeks. None. This is a brand new system, and you're not releasing games? And uh, a list or uh, somebody follow, who follows me on Facebook, or on uh, Twitter, said, well, yeah, but there's a new Mortal Kombat coming next week. And I said, great, I can rock it like it's 1991 again. And he said, no, this is the new one. I said, let me guess. My character stands on one side of the screen, the enemy stands on the other, and we beat the crap out of each other, right? In full 3D? Yeah, it's the same game. Um, but it's not the fault of the unit itself. The unit itself is brilliant. I think Sony released this thing too soon. They needed to have some really good games ready to go, and they didn't. Um, But the unit itself is fabulous. They just need games, plain and simple. Whether they get the games or not is a different matter entirely at this point.
2: I, I mean, I wonder whether they would have been better to adopt a quick and dirty strategy of just literally doing some ports from the PS3. Um, you know, effectively releasing them virtually unchanged, just just re reoptimize for the small system. Rather than uh, what I think they're trying to do, which is to try and come up with a fresh spin on every genre that appears on the PS Vita, which, which means using all, all the touch controls and the back touch pad right. and everything like that. Right, right. Stop and trying course, to be so clever. Yeah, exactly. Just get the games out there. and uh, you know, Or even give a the-
1: facelift to some... Like, for instance, I know there's a Ratchet and Clank coming to... Uh... The PS three, that's all that's like three of the original games from the PS two, which were incredibly fun. Just absolutely fun. But they're giving it a facelift so it looks a lot better. With basically the same storyline, the same graph or the same uh gameplay, all that. It just looks a lot better. It looks like a PS three game. I'm totally going to buy it. i I cannot yeah. wait
2: to go back and visit that world. Hello, why not do that for the PS Vita? Well, you know I mean look at And people are regularly cleaning up on iOS by re-releasing '90s games. You know, Max Payne just came out. Marvel vs. Capcom just came out. Um, You know, uh, obviously Rockstar has been has been reissuing the GTA games and all that. And and those games sell gangbusters. So why not do the same thing? I mean, it's not like Sony doesn't have a back catalogue. I I mean, and I was really disappointed in. You know, whenever Sony launched a console, you see the same rubbish. You know. Wipeout. I mean, really, <laughs> Ridge Racer. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Wipeout and Ridge Racer. Have, have, how many times can we play? I mean, don't get me wrong, Ridge Racer is a great game. Wipeout, I'm not such a big fan of, but Ridge Racer is a great game. But you know, I, I've played the thing to death. Now you right. can't put the innovation in there unless you put weapons in it or something. <laughs> but then it's not Ridge Racer; it's something else. Um, they did a great I, I... job with the hardware. It's a fantastic piece of hardware,
1: and they've completely dropped the ball on the content. And somebody needs to tell Sony it's all about the content, stupid.
2: You see, I, I, I do wonder whether, um, well, there's probably two things at play. First of all is, is you know, obviously the, the development costs for games are huge now. So unless Sony are underwriting those, then maybe the developers are, are wary about devoting resources to the PSP Vita. Uh, and maybe the other thing as well is that within Sony, they're worried about um, affecting their existing stable brand, which is the PS3. So you know they may be kind of knifing the baby in in some ways, and saying, "Well, let's not have a game that's too popular on the on the Vita because then we might not sell as many copies on the PS3." Yeah,
1: I don't know. Whatever they're doing, it's not working. Um, they need to uh, do what HP should have done, which is hire David and I to come in and run the whole shebang, and we'll get it straightened out. In I'll no tell time. you
2: what, you you can have HP, and I'll take Sony. How about that? I'd, I'd so. rather go the other way, to be honest. <laughs> Um,
1: but anyways, I brought up Geekiest Show Ever uh, because I was listening to Mark and uh, Kevin talk about a couple different subjects that I thought, I wish I was on this episode because, it, it, you know, that's the sign of a good podcast when I wish I was there to talk to them because I want to be part of that conversation. Um, Mark talked about he finally watched Planet of the Apes, the new one. Um, right. What is it? Rise, Rise of the Rise. yeah. And uh, I couldn't disagree with his review more. But I think his review is really skewed because he's a huge fan of the originals, right. and I and I hate the original pa- Planet of the Apes. I think they're terrible. Not a Roddy McDowell fan then? No, not a, not even a little bit. Or Charleston <laughs> Heston. <laughs> Damn apes! I hate it. Oh, it's just terrible. Yeah. It's it's so stuck in the '60s and. Uh, blah. Um, and the only thing I didn't like about Rise of the Planet of the Apes is they used Planet of the Apes. They should have just started a brand new franchise. Yeah. Um, but he said it, it lacked um, the humanity, uh, you know, his care or his like of the characters and their emotions. And I totally disagree. I think that's exactly what this show was. Um, and he contradicts himself a few times in his review, but regardless, we disagreed on that, um, and that's fine. You're not not everyone's supposed to like everything that other people like otherwise it would be boring um Kevin actually talked about a Harry Turtledove alternate history book um which I'm gonna have to get into because I love Harry Turtledove uh, but I didn't I've never read his book Uh, but really what I want to talk about Kevin's really starts tearing into Michael Moore and that's fine Uh, I happen to uh enjoy Michael Moore Uh, yeah I, I don't believe everything he says and I think that he definitely has an agenda and uh, and I, But that's true for a lot of political pundits and political filmmakers. And I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem is when somebody like Kevin starts ripping into him and just calling him just really foul things, and then says, I never watch what he produces. I never watch his movies. Well, then how are you forming your opinion? If you go back and look at his first film, Roger and Me, it's a brilliant piece of filmmaking. And as someone in Michigan, I know what GM did to yeah. the state and the lies that they told um outright lies and what they did to flint michigan it's it's like beirut in the 80s over there still still yeah
2: yeah
1: um it it's a brilliant piece of filmmaking but even if he doesn't like michael moore but he comes across as someone who watches a lot of fox news and that's where he got that opinion from fox yeah, kind of well, <laughs> gave him that opinion
2: isn't it, isn't it interesting that um isn't it interesting that somebody who watches fox news has has um is criticized as somebody for having a having a, an agenda. Uh, I'm not even saying <laughs> Kevin watches Fox News. I have no idea.
1: But the way he right. talked about Michael Moore is exactly the way uh, the extremists on Fox talk about Michael Moore. Yeah. So, you know, regardless, if he doesn't like Michael Moore, I I don't really care. I do find it ironic that he says he doesn't watch his movies, but then he hates him so much. I mean, but, I mean look, you,
2: I, we've just we've just talked about Samsung and trashed them. And let's face it, we haven't. You know, a lot of the, the products that Samsung sell, we haven't used all of them, so we can't know whether they're any good or not. No, but... but, I've, but I've, never had, I've never had a, an Android phone for more than about five minutes in my hand. So, you know, the, I, you, could, you could make, to a degree, that same um, argument about us, No, because I'm
1: not slamming Samsung for their beliefs or what they're doing. I'm slamming them uh, for this marketing campaign, which they're doing. It's it's not an opinion. It's it's crass. It's not right to to right. take okay. like you said. Anyways, let's get off that for a minute. Yeah. Uh, what they talked about, which really I I wanted to talk about here on Tech Fan, um, he slams Michael Moore for making a movie called Bowling for Columbine, and he we said, seen, yeah. "Yes," and he said, "You know, he just did that for sensational reasons, and it was right after Columbine, and it was inappropriate." Well, a it was three years later actually. Yeah. Um, And B, he and Mark talk about there should be things. Basically, they're saying it's crass and wrong to talk about some things because you're going to hurt some people's feelings. I totally disagree with that opinion. Uh, Nothing should be out of bounds to discuss. In fact, I feel sorry for the families of Columbine students who were killed. I even feel sorry for the parents of the kids who shot the other kids. It's a terrible tragedy. But to say that it's not right to talk about it is wrong. We should talk about it. It's the right time to talk about it right after it happens. Um, we should be exploring it through documentaries and stuff like that. What is the culture of guns in the United States? Um, everyone assumed that Michael Moore made that movie because he's anti-gun. Actually, he's a member of the NRA and he has been since he was a child. Um, it's one of those things that I think it's wrong to say, no, let's not talk about that because we may hurt someone's feelings, the victims of this crime. I understand you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, yes, but that should not ever dictate whether you talk about something or not.
2: Well, it, it should be possible to talk about these things in, in a way that is sensitive and cognizant of um, of people's feelings. and I, And I think too often in in the media in general um people don't do that i think that that people do share their opinions and and kind of say oh yeah this is what i think and you know this person's terrible that person terrible without thinking about about their feelings you know look at look at the debate that's been happening um recently over over this guy who who shot the black kid in in florida yeah you know, the way that's that's been debated very openly and, and very Black, honestly the Black and,
1: Panthers actually put a bounty on the guy?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I mean the whole thing is it's obviously is a is a terrible tragedy and it and it comes from some very, very dark places. But you, you, I wouldn't like. I'm sure the family of the of the kid who was killed wouldn't like that people turn around and say, "Well, let's not discuss the um, the potential underlying racism involved in this case, just because uh, our son was killed." Quite right. the opposite, you know. Um, well, you can't, get, think... you can't get justice for anybody by brushing anything under the carpet. That's right. But I, I think I, they would I argue know, that and...
1: what the the discussion on this whole thing wasn't so much about race and all that. It was about. Why haven't they prosecuted this guy? Why why does there seem to be a double standard here? Yeah. Um you know, you can't rule by mob mentality, and the police can't arrest someone just because a mob wants them to. And they had to do an investigation, they did, and they're prosecuting the guy, which is great. Um but I agree with you. You you cannot under any circumstances curtail freedom of speech because it might hurt someone else's feelings. That's not the way it's supposed to be. You can be sensitive, yes, but even putting the sensitivity aside, I'm sorry, something might hurt someone else's
2: feelings. But this is a bigger
1: issue. It needs to be discussed.
2: And and I think that's the, that's the underlying problem. So many times when people say, "Oh, we we shouldn't talk about it," what they actually want to do is bury and not deal with the bigger issue. That's right. They want to, they want to boil it down to um you know one one crazy act by one or two crazy kids um and and try and and try and cover up the fact that maybe that that was caused by a variety of of other problems that weren't being dealt with in society whether it be it guns be it politics be it guns and politics you know um that this guy this guy in norway at the moment who's being who's being prosecuted for for killing all those people um there's a big debate about whether he's crazy or not. And he's certainly acting pretty crazy. And yet he's desperate not to be certified as crazy because he wants his agenda to be publicized and taken seriously. But you know, the guy's a wacko. You don't, you don't go and and um, murder all those people. And then say, oh well, you know, yeah, I'm, my, my defence is I, I'm not guilty because this was a political act and right. therefore it's an act of war and therefore I'm not guilty of, of a crime and then, then try and make out you're sane. Yeah. You know I agree. But 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 the point the point is by 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 kind of the argument that has been being put forward about bowling for Columbine, it would be like, Well, let's not even let's not give the guy a platform, so let's not even talk about what he did.
1: Well I think honestly, I think Kevin had a big problem with that because He has such a disdain for Michael Moore. And no matter what the movie would have been about, and and to me what it sounds like is Kevin hasn't even watched that movie, but regardless, um, he was overly sensitive that, I think his opinion was that Michael Moore was exploiting that to sell movie tickets to his movie. I don't think that's what Michael Moore was doing. He saw something that happened, and he made a movie about it. Because the, it, yeah, the, it, he yeah. wanted
2: to look at the underlying problems. And- the, question, the question with somebody like Michael Moore, and, and I, know, I do understand this is difficult. You know, it's the same, it's the same with, you know, it's just, this is the same argument, just to kind of veer it back to tech for a minute. This is the same argument that some people, sometimes people level at Apple. They say, oh, it's all about, Apple says it's all about making great products. It's all about the user experience and everything. But all they really want to do is make money.
1: Like every well, other company you know, in the world. Well,
2: well Yeah, but and, and it's the same with Michael Moore. Michael Moore wants to make movies about subjects that interest him and subjects that he's passionate about and subjects that he feels need to be explored. And yes, he puts his view over and that sort of thing in the way he presents the movies. But obviously, the only way people get to see that is by him selling tickets to it. Does that mean that that's the motivation? Does he Does he sit... Hatching a plot in a room, saying, "Well, my next movie is going to be going to be about this because it's going to be really controversial and that will bring the punters in and make me loads of money." I don't believe that. Maybe, maybe it does. But even if it does, even if it's completely and utterly cynical, yeah, and it is purely about exploiting the situation, does that debase the conversation about that situation itself? I agree. No, I agree you with know. you you can you, all the, the only difference is that when you go and see a movie like that if you believe that's the motivation for it then you need to have that in your mind when you when you take in the taking the discussion and the arguments being put across right. that perhaps if you think if you think something is somebody is cynically trying to exploit a situation you need to have that in mind when you listen to what they say and and critically critically adjust it but what you shouldn't do I don't believe is say, Oh well I think they're trying to exploit it, so I'm not gonna pay the money to go and see the movie, but then I'm gonna criticize them for making it because you haven't given them a fair crack of the whip at that point. I agree.
1: So at the end of the day, Kevin, go watch some uh, Michael Moore movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I like, you know change Look, your mind. I'd, I'd I'd love to have Kevin on to talk about this. We um,
1: should Kevin, open the invitation it's, it's uh and it, yeah. to Mark to talk because, about you know, you know, that subject. Not necessarily Michael Moore. Uh, because I don't think I'm going to change your mind on that, and nor do I even care to, but to talk about um for right or wrong, should we not talk about topics because it's insensitive to others? They brought up nine eleven and a lot of the things that came out immediately after and uh like most Americans, I was very touched by the events of nine eleven It didn't affect me directly at all no um. But it affected me nonetheless. I mean, when we named Rachel, we uh, or I'm sorry, when we named Brooke, we actually went through the victims of 9-11, and that's where we got her first name. Yeah. And um, I, I just, I think that you have to talk about things. No matter how uncomfortable it may be for you or for anybody else, and, and that's how we work through issues. That's That's the way we do it. We discuss it whether it's in a podcast whether it's a newscast whether it's a movie a documentary or just standing around the coffee pot at work that's how we work through these things and i totally disagree with anybody who says you know we can't talk about that bullshit we can always talk about it that's what we're supposed to do so with that let's take our last break and we'll be right back
0: Hi everyone, it's Guy from the MyMac.com podcast and I'm here to tell you about the show. I wish Gaz was here, but apparently he's too busy, so... Hey, hold on a minute, I'm right here. What are you going on about? Well, I was about to cut a promo, but you always seem busy doing other things. Okay, now you've cheesed me off, so I'm turning you into a chipmunk. (laughs) Sure, like you have the power to do that. Well, what did you just do to me? Like I said, I turned you into a chipmunk. Now be quiet while I do the promo. Why do I have a sudden craving for lettuce? The MyMac.com podcast is a fun look at all the goings-on in the Mac world. We involve the listeners in a show to talk about what's important to them and interview people who do amazing things with their Macs and iOS devices. A carrot might be nice. You can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, Skype, as well as email. I have an urge to climb trees really fast. Shh. Find us in iTunes by searching under MyMac. You'll find us and a lot of other great shows all under the Stoplight Network. Hey, I can scratch behind my ears with my foot. If you promise to be good, I'll change you back. I don't know. I'm kind of digging the fur. The MyMac.com podcast. Done by a Brit and apparently now a chipmunk.
1: Final segment of uh, Tech Fan number 74. My name is Tim Robertson. He is David Cohen. And by the accent, yes, he's from Kentucky. Um, <laughs> uh, just a reminder, uh, I know that, you know, if you've got this far on the show, you already heard us talk about it, but want to hammer it home one more time. Tech Fan has its own website. It's techfanpodcast.com. If you go there and you plan on shopping at Amazon, click our link at Techfan it'll take you directly to the main page of Amazon and then just buy whatever you're going to buy anyways. We're not asking you to buy any specific thing, any tech item or anything like that. It, it could be toilet paper for all I care, but click the banner first at TechFan or MyMac, go there and buy something. That's all we that's all we hope for. And of course, uh TechFan is part of the Stoplight network. You can find more information about the network as well as links to all the shows in the Stoplight Network by simply going to stoplightnetwork.com. So, David, uh, last topic for the day, Sky uh, SkyDrive. So, basically, Google unleashes their version of um, Dropbox. And I, I Google, talked about Google Dropbox. Drive. Google Drive. Ugh, yeah. uh, did they have to put their stupid name in everything? Well, yeah, they do. It's it's totally Microsoft like doing that, isn't it? It's not Windows,
2: it's Microsoft Windows. It's not Office, it's Microsoft Office. Well, yeah, but then their version, SkyDrive, is not Windows SkyDrive. It used to be Windows Live Mesh, but now it's just SkyDrive. Yep. So I guess that maybe they're learning. So anyways, they,
1: they launched a service. I, I will be uh, up front. I haven't signed up for it. But the biggest reason is, just recently, within the last two months, I got... Uh, the pro account at dropbox i've got well i've got like 52 gigs because some free some people signed up for it through a referral so i got a couple gigs free yeah um so i've got actually a 52 gigabyte account and right now and i use it all the time david right now i'm using 5.2 percent
2: yeah i've got about uh eight half gig on mine, there was, um, there was a beta deal that was available about a month ago where if you signed up for a beta photo service Dropbox were testing um, and then put, put a whole load of photos in, they would give you up to 8 gigs free Yeah, what's so the I, hell? Kind of, I kind of did that and loaded up with photos and then deleted them out again so I've got uh, eight, 8 gigs, which again, you know, is, is more than enough for me really I kind of use it like a thumb drive really you know, anything I'm working on goes That's in what I there. use,
1: that's exactly uh, what I do
2: yeah, and then then it appears on all my machines and uh, is available via my iOS devices as well. Now, um, Microsoft's version is, has changed from something that was pretty much just like a support service for their um, online web apps into something that's very, very similar for Dropbox, to Dropbox. Um, and they also have now apps for the Mac and the PC and the iOS devices that work in a similar sort of way. But Microsoft is giving you more space, I think... For, for different kinds of money and then there's Google which also has a, a similar kind of deal. Now one of the so neat there... things
1: that I did see about it is if you load it up on on the website and you've got like say a Microsoft Office file on there it will actually open that Office file in your web browser and you can manipulate it and everything.
2: That's right and both Microsoft and Google can do that because they both have an online web app that can deal with Office files so uh, that's, that's pretty
1: probably, cool. I kind of like that. That's kind of neat. It is.
2: One of the problems, I've, I've not tried the Google one, but one of the problems I found with the Microsoft one last time I tried it on our iOS devices is that you'd have thought, oh, that'd be great for the uh, iPad because then you can edit Word documents or iPad. And the web version just doesn't work very well on the iPad browser. Yeah, but it's so. it's new. Yeah, no, well, the, the, the web apps have been going for a while, actually. True. Um, But uh, I've not tried it recently, so maybe it has improved. Um, It is interesting, but there has been a bit of a storm over, particularly Google's offering, because I think everyone is very suspicious of their terms of service and, um, you know, how private the – and there was a bit of scaremongering over this, but how private the data was if you upload it up there. Yeah. Um, You know, and I kind of take the view that if somebody's giving you a service for free or for very cheap – uh, and you are, uh, and, and that's something that's valuable to you. You've got to appreciate that you don't get something for nothing. And yeah. anything, anything that leaves your computer goes onto the internet. You know, is not going to be as safe as something you hold on to. So, if you don't like the idea of these things, just don't use them.
1: Yeah, but without the critical blah blah blah, some of these things would never get better.
2: That's oh, that's true. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is you know. It, Some people seem to be on a crusade against uh, some of these services saying that, that, you know, they're evil and you must never use them. And I I know I'm famous for saying that about Facebook. But I think there's a difference between putting your personal information and kind of where you are and what you're doing uh, and and all of that sort of thing as opposed to – your word documents. <laughs> yeah. You know, to me, that is. There was a, there was quite a lot of hysteria over Google Drive, saying, "Well, you know, if you write if you write a story and then you you post it on Google Drive, then Google owns that copyright," which was not what they said at all. But um, you know, as I say, if you if you want if you you know if you don't want the convenience of being able to use these services, then don't use them. If you're worried about privacy,
1: totally agree. Oh, yeah. I'm not signed in. I hate that. Your son's uh... to Google. No, yeah, there it is. No, uh, yes, Google, technically. Well, my password changed. No, it didn't. Oh, it says my password has changed on my Gmail account. Did it? Uh, It did, but I figured out what the new one was. Um, where is it? There was something I wanted to mention on the show. You got more on that?
2: Uh, Yeah, well, like, you know, I think that, uh, what's interesting about these services is that there's there's now so much data available online. And, and I, I do wonder whether um, we're going to reach a tipping point with all of these because we're just going to run out of bandwidth. There's going to be so many online services that so many people want to use that the Internet itself is going to start taking the strain. Um, you know, I can really see a situation where there's so many people... You know, trying to access their documents and stream their Netflix videos and sync their iCloud and stream their music and all this sort of thing—that that basically our whole network service is going to fall to the floor. Uh, and I I do wonder, uh, you know, if there's any if there's anybody thinking about that or whether they're just going to keep on, you know, cramming new services onto onto the internet to the point they can't take the strain anymore. Because I I just don't see the local connections in particular keeping up. I agree. We'll find out, I guess. You know, it's uh, it, you do. I I I was trying to stream uh, iCloud music yesterday while I was in the car, and uh, I reached a certain yeah, just choppy. And 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 you know, I kind of looked where I was, and I could see loads of people on their phones. And I thought, well, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I tried to download because I Apple updated their their iTunes download policy. I think you can go up to like seventy megabytes now over uh, non Wi Fi. Yeah, And uh, I forgot to download the latest uh, Geekiest Show Ever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was on the road at this point, so what do I do? Well, I went to the iTunes store and hit play You know, to give you the preview. But, of course, it's yeah. a podcast, so it'll play the whole thing. And it yeah. literally streamed the whole thing over my non-Wi-Fi connection, my 3G connection. <laughs> but the funny part is... Uh, it played the preview which was like 73 megabytes you got to get your sh- your numbers down there a little bit mark you got to get a little bit more compression uh email me i'll show you how um it played the whole thing by streaming the preview in the iTunes store
2: <laughs> <laughs> funny
1: yeah it did it that way but yet it wouldn't yeah. download it uh hello kind of weird yeah
2: yeah <laughs> strange but, but you know the way iTunes on the iOS devices, handles that sort of thing is kind of weird anyway. It is. Um, something to do with Wi-Fi syncing as well, I've noticed that... Oh,
1: I turn that off on all my devices. To yeah. me, for me, it doesn't work for crap. I know a lot of people are real happy with it. It's not working yeah. for crap for me. I
2: was using it for a while, but, but what I found was that um, if I was halfway through listening something something, uh, and then I went inside, and then I listened to the rest of it, and then deleted it from my machine, uh, and then resynced my device... You'd put it back? It would, it, well, no, it would disappear... But then when I, I got back in the car and turned the Bluetooth on again, there was obviously a cash copy sometimes in the, somewhere in the device because it would start playing it again. <laughs> you know, like a whole hour's podcast that I knew had been deleted, expunged from my network, was still kind of hanging around like a digital ghost. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Because
2: as soon as you stop and then play something else, then it, it vanishes, but uh, it was kind of weird.
1: So uh, last couple of things before we wrap up this episode, David. Uh, number one congratulations to guy and gaz on their 400th episode came wow. out this week so congratulations guys it's uh it's a big milestone and yep. uh congratulations to all the winners for all the different products that they were giving away and a hearty thank you to all the companies who supported the my podcast in this contest um it was a great show i really enjoyed listening to it and of course guy and gaz have way too much fun on that
2: show they do. They, they really have. They really enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. It, it's heartening to listen to. And, uh, it's, the, it's the only way I think they can get through it with Gaz being up so late is by having a laugh.
1: Yeah, he's punk drunk asleep. Yeah. <laughs> is that how it's? Punk, punch drunk? Punch drunk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be that same way too if it was that late for me. Um, but again, congratulations, Guy. Really enjoyed it. They talked a little bit about how I was... I made it sound like Gaz was interrupting me on the last episode. Mm -hmm. What actually happened was I started chatting with him online via text uh, about 10 minutes. I was waiting for you to show up uh, for like, I don't know, 5, 10 minutes or something. And then, of course, we were already chatting when you came on, and then we started the show. But I still had that text going with Gaz. So um, it wasn't Gaz interrupting me. It was a conversation that started before we started podcasting. Okay. So I wanted to... To clarify that and the last thing and this makes me very happy and very uh gooey inside let me uh copy this put it in the show notes so i can make sure everyone's got it again um looking for anything that we talked about on the show if i've got links to it you'll find it at david techfanpodcast.com you are the man look under uh show number 74 for links for this episode Uh, back in the day when Chad Perry and I were doing the MyMac podcast, we did it once a week, same as Guy and Gaz does it now, same as when Yumi and and Guy was doing it, uh, Chad and I sometimes needed to kind of get motivated to record, because we would do it at like five, six o'clock in the evening, of course, you know, many times we would both been working that day, so we're kind of tired and scarf down dinner or, or dinner's waiting for us to finish the podcast. We're tired, not in particular in a great mood to podcast, but the show must go on. Yeah. So one of the re, one of the ways that we always get pumped up back in 2006, six seven ish was we would watch this video show from a guy called Zifrank, Frank. And he had a show called The Show. And the whole idea was he would do it for one year and then quit. And it was a brilliant show. Even people that I point to it now and watch the old episodes loved it. Just loved it. So he started uh, Chad and I getting us fired up to do our show. And And I just loved it and I was sad to see it end. And he had a few videos pop up here and there since then, but nothing like he had done before. Well, he did a Kickstarter project. And he basically said if he raises X number of dollars, he'll bring the show back. And he made like two or three times as much as he said he had to raise to do the show. He did phenomenally well. And his show is now back online, and you could find it on YouTube. Cool. And it's just as brilliant as it was before. He's obviously, you know, six years older, um, as we all are. Um, but he's lost none of his wit and uh the show itself is fantastic to watch. It makes you think. I love his editing. I love his uh delivery. I just love the show. I think it's it's a fantastic thing and I hope everyone gives it a try. Watch it. It'll make you laugh, I guarantee you that. Cool. Um so I'll put a note to the show from Z Frank. Zefrank. Um and enjoy. And and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So, David, let's wrap up uh, this uh, little bit longer episode of Tech Fan. Remind everyone to go to TechFan.com. I'm sorry, TechFanPodcast.com. Click the Amazon button if you're going to buy something from Amazon. And you know you're going to. What's going to happen is you're going to go to Amazon. You're going to buy something. You're going to check out. And about five minutes later, you go, oh, crap. I should have went to TechFanPodcast first. Click the link and then bought something. Oh, man. So the next That'd time you buy something after that, remember, click that banner first and we'll wet our beaks, right, David? Definitely. Beak wetting all around. Beak wetting all around. Think and it you've...
2: won't cost you an won't remember worth emphasizing, won't cost you an extra penny.
1: No, that's the nice thing. It's not gonna cost you any extra pennies and we're still going to uh see a little something something something. Which yeah. I like a little something 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 occasionally. Don't Definitely.
2: you like a little something something something? I like a little bit more than that, but
1: Me too. Uh, you're good for next week? I'm good for next week, yeah. I am too. Uh, I do have a problem. So maybe uh, somebody out there listening to the show would like to co-host with David. I am actually going to have one, possibly two weeks this month that I cannot do Tech Fan. I know for sure I will not be able to do it on May 11th. I'll be in Minneapolis, Minnesota and uh, at a conference, David, so I will not be able to record on the 11th. Okay. And that's two weeks from today. So if anybody out there wants to record with David, contact him, set up a date and a time, and there you go. What do you think, David? Yep. Yep, sounds good to me. Well, you know, when I leave my women's alone, I like to hook them up. You know what I'm saying? (laughs)
2: Thank you very much for that. And uh, again, that makes me feel feel good and disturbed all at the same time. A little bit of both.
1: (laughs) And maybe, maybe towards the end of the month, around the 25th, I'm leaving for Washington, D.C. But I think I'm leaving on the 26th, a Saturday. So I think we'll probably be able to do it on that Friday. Uh, But it'll be tight. It'll be really tight.
2: Okay, so, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll play it by you. I'm but, not sure what my schedule's like after a week or two anyway, so... Yeah, who knows so, nowadays. Some get at work now. Yeah. Gotta go to Greece.
1: Greece? Yep.
2: Yeah. Does that country still exist? It, it, well, it does, but apparently I just bought it on eBay. So, <laughs> we'll go check it out. You're terrible. Yeah.
1: Got it Got it on the cheap, did we?
2: Oh, yeah, it was going for a song.
1: Let's rename Greece Tech Fan. Yeah. They won't mind. <laughs> pretty good alright guys that's it see you next week bye